passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Good to go, Eddie. I get the thumbs up. So that means we've started. Al, what's up? Good morning, Jerry couple quick things here. One, I saw some industry news, and I thought you might find this Ooh, interesting. Oh, I like industry news. Who's getting paid a fortune on some platform no one's heard of? Actually, it's not that kind of industry news, oh, okay. which is really normally what we see. Yes. This involves a uh, sports station in Boston that is not uh, Odyssey. It's, okay. It's uh, the competitor, uh, Toucher and Rich. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're on the yep. hub in Boston. I saw this headline. I didn't read the story. I know what you're talking All about. All right. So uh, they're owned by Beasley Broadcasting now. And they had some layoffs, even though that radio station is a very successful money-making radio station. They they uh, had some layoffs, cutbacks. And yep. One of them was a producer for the morning show, Toucher and Rich. So one of the guys, now I, I forgot to write down which one, whether it was Fred Toucher or Rich, brought the uh, producer back on and he's paying him himself out, love of, that. out of his pocket. Love that. With a cost of living increase. I think that's great. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. And you and I have talked about this. Yeah. If we ever, if we ever did this show for real, mm-hmm. and uh, not that this isn't real, but you know what I mean, and we were paid like that and there was something we needed, yeah, I would do that too. Yeah. 100%. I think that's great. I know. It's weird. I- I'm surprised more things like that don't happen. Maybe and I they know- do and it's not really publicized, maybe. I don't know. I also think... Some of the, like Howard Stern, for example, I don't know about his staff, but about like equipment and sort of things. He used to always yell that the 
that the station wouldn't get him a laptop right. or wouldn't get. And I was like, "You're making millions of dollars. Go get a laptop. Right. Go buy your own stupid six hundred dollar laptop." Even though, right? Even though, is it really on the radio station to provide you with a laptop in order for you to do your job? Sure, but why have that headache and because angst on yourself? Here's why: because they can. Because they can what? And it's something to complain about. Oh, for on the air. I really believe that. Because yeah. in a lot of cases, when you look at normal salaried people like myself, um, I spend a lot of money out of pocket to help me do a better job. Like yeah. I bought, for instance, like do I think it is Compass Media's responsibility? Um, do I think it's uh, Rutgers' responsibility? Mm, I, I'm going to say this place because we're here. That I should have like a tablet at games so that I have, you know, updated stats and like I would think part yeah. I mean there's plenty of basketball games where we go there and the stat monitor's not working and I'm not gonna complain about it. It happens. So I make sure I have my own just in case. I have a backup one. Now if I was making a gazillion dollars, I could throw a hissy fit. How am I supposed to do my job? What is this? I should be treated better. And I'm that's what you're really talking yeah, about. Yeah. And now it's material to rail against the company also. It's like twofold. Right. And then guess what happens? He gets his computer, and he's still going to kill the company because it took him too long to get him the computer. Right. That's true. Yeah, I've always like, if something's going to help me do my job better, go get it. I will get it because it makes my life easier. Absolutely. No question. Especially if you can afford it. Right. Yeah, if it's not something crazy. Right. Like when we were when we were doing the broadcast from homes and we had that piece of equipment that made us be able to internet wise get back to the station and it sounds crystal clear. Oh, the Comrex, yeah, the Comrex yeah. boxes. Yeah. Now I believe mine came from CBS Sports Network, right? The television. But I was thinking too. I was like, oh, uh, well, this would be cool to have. Maybe I can. Maybe I should get one for myself. Mm-hmm. And I looked. They were like four grand. Right. That that's, I'm not doing. That's cost prohibitive. Right. But, but if it was thing, $400, you might have done it. it. Right. But absolutely. I agree. It makes life easier. Yeah. And if you didn't feel well, you can still work. If you gave back the other one, there's no doubt. And what's interesting, though, only one of the hosts supposedly is paying the producer. Maybe he's making more money. Maybe either, or maybe the other guy has more responsibilities. I was going to say, the other guy's paying for college. I mean, right. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Everybody's life is so different. You can't just judge it blindly right but i think that is a phenomenal gesture me too and i love that yeah i thought that was pretty cool Are you you remember remember we had the kind i mean i couldn't do it remember we had the conversation when the tape op was taken away from me yeah maybe i'll just pay like can i hire one yeah Remember we talked about that briefly and i'm like yeah i can't afford it yeah yeah i used to think the same thing about like i'd get so annoyed screening the calls i'm like maybe i hire like a, a call screener a young uh whippersnapper who wants to get involved yeah. in radio screen phone calls like i legit thought i want to say i said this to kim we were having drinks one night we were at a restaurant down in um rumson the hell's it called um char god darn it i can't think of in the name rumson. of the place it's right off the water that's a bougie area of it New is Jersey. No, yeah. and, the, and the restaurant oh, yeah. and the restaurant's really nice i can't think of the name whatever um salt grill salt creek girl salt creek grill I think yeah salt called. creek grill so we were having whatever we were down there we were waiting for friends so we were having drinks at the bar and i was complaining for real about just not having someone in the newsroom and i remember telling her like i don't i don't do my job the way i used to and it's you know whatever blah blah blah. i remember saying to her i'm like you think it's nuts and this was after a couple of tequilas in like do you think this station would allow me now that we have all this capability of working from home could i pay someone 
for two hours of work from 3 to 5 a.m. to get up, cut some sound, and just email all the clips in? Like, they're not going to pay for that, right? And she's like, are you nuts? I'm like, all right, well, what do you think I could pay them? She goes, nothing. Right. She goes, we're paying tuition. you got college. You're going to give someone 100 bucks a day? Where are you getting that from? Right. I'm like, all right, good point. All right. I thought that was a good idea. And then I'm like, well, why has it got to be 100 bucks a day? I'm like, why not $20 an hour, 40 bucks? She goes, who's waking up at 2.30 in the morning for $40? A young go-getter, right. Jerry. A young Maybe. Al Dukes would have done it. A young Jerry Recco would have done it. I might have done it for free just to put it on my resume. Yes. But, and then I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? There's problems there because they're, they're not really hired. And what if right. they find out? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's not a bad idea. It's actually a good idea. Yeah, it's funny now. Like, it's funny. Like, this producer now comes back into work and he sees all the management. Although it wasn't management's idea to get no, rid of them. It he doesn't the work owner. for them. It was the ownership. Right. He, his boss is sitting in that chair now. Yeah. Right, right, right. Legit. <laughs> I wonder what the insurance issues are there. Yeah, that's a good question. Because, and this is a long shot, but if he ever plugged in a headphone and got, not electric, but like an electric shock or something and lost feeling in his hand, you know, the chances of that are no. Anything could fall in the hallway. Correct. It is said. I wonder how that works. I mean, theoretically, you could say that about anybody that walks in here. Right. But he is going to be an employee of your host. So who's responsible for him? I don't know. I would feel like it'd be like, let's say Boomer, Boomer's assistant over at the Boomer Sison Foundation. Originally, when when Boomer started here in yeah. 2007, we were going to have at WFAN when we were in Queens an office for her. Mm. She never ended up working out of an office in Queens, but that would have been a similar thing, right? Yeah, I'm sure Imus used to have people that he. Yeah, Did Imus had, have somebody that was a, a personal... Imus show was different, though. Imus paid his employee. He, Imus paid the staff. Oh, okay. I do not believe Charles, Bernie, God rest his soul, um, and then Rob and Larry Kenny, and then his assistant. I don't think any of them got paid by the radio station. I believe they were Imus employees. I believe that's the way Stern does it at Sirius XM. Okay. I think, or at least the, the show's budget. Mm-hmm. Like we always hear like a hundred million dollars a yeah. year to whatever it is. Supposedly that includes everything. The budget. Like, yeah, like you divvy up now that producers, writers. You take your fifty and then divvy up the other fifty to the <laughs> other hundred people. Right. Yeah. So and I I I'm almost certain Lou was a station employee, the news writer was a station employee. And I I think that's it. I think everybody else was IMIS employees. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of cool. We gotta start hiring people, Jerry. We well, get a whole network out there. I was talking to my my buddy EJ. He's the guy I run the cornhole with that Boomer wants to buy out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works for a big construction company in New Jersey. And we were just talking about you know how the owner has land and projects going and all that. And like, how many people does he employ? He goes, yeah, upwards of you know high three hundreds, close to four hundred oh people. I'm like, that's got to be a the responsibility's nuts, but kind of cool that you're in charge of a not in charge that you started a company. That has grown to where you've got 400 people working for you. Yes. That's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, talk about a success story. It's pretty neat. Absolutely. Yeah, not bad. Uh, you reminded me this morning off the air, you were telling me about a uh, shipping issue you were having. And it oh, reminded me, yes. I don't know if you want to share that. Well, it's not an issue. It's So I had a couple of very nice fella bought eight calendars, which is Great. I mean, tremendous. So the way I ship them, um, I can put two in an envelope, no problem. And it's pretty cost effective. 
you know, I I think it I think the Shopify it's like an automated thing. The Shopify charges like four something for shipping. Now, when you sell in one calendar, it's only like two fifty. But there are other expenses like driving to the post office, the envelope itself. I mean, there are different expenses, um, the the fees that Shopify takes. So while you see two fifty, it's probably it's not the four inch. It's probably like three eighty, three ninety, maybe even closer to four bucks. So yeah, you're making like an extra. 50 cents on shipping. But when you do two, all that involved, it's exactly what it should be. No problem. So it's like three, it comes out like four something. Well, I went to send the eight. I'm like, let me make sure I put it in one box so that I get a nice tracking number for him. He bought eight of them for God's sakes. He spent a hundred and something dollars. And the shipping, when you put them in one package, came out to $26 and 77 cents or something. When I could have sent four packs of two, that would have cost me $16. So I lost nine. I said to the guy, I'm like, how does that make sense? He goes, yeah, no, it doesn't. And he goes, cashier check or debit card. I'm like, okay, with debit card. <laughs> it's just goofy to me yeah. the way the shipping is. But I also didn't want to send the guy four envelopes. Like, right. So I, that, it wasn't an issue. It's just, I don't, that's, that's dumb. That is dumb. But whatever. I had this thing. So I, you know, I'm into my, Bobby approved yeah. stuff and eating right. Uh, so I was like, mm, you know what I need? A water filtration system for okay. the house. But I was going to get a table, a, a, a countertop so one. So funny. You were getting a water water filtration system. I turn the uh, sink on and just drink right out of the sink. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, I shouldn't, but I do. I have the Brita. They're like, no, oh, those are no good anymore. You got to get those the Those aren't good either I don't anymore? know. I guess this, these other, these reverse osmosis things are like whatever. Okay. But I bought into it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get me one of these. All right. So I order one. Clearly, it wasn't four thousand dollars. It was more of the four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was four fifty. It was a lot. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna this and having this on my counter. I'll drink more water and da da da. So I get this AquaTrue is the company that makes it. It was a, one of Bobby's suggestions. Had he just suggested like two things. This was one of them. I like the look of it. So I get the thing, and it's gigantic. And I have very small counter space because right. I'm in a condo. Not only is it gigantic, but in the paperwork it said don't keep it in direct sunlight because algae can grow the sun into the water. Of course, there's it has to be in direct sunlight. Where because where, I where put your apartment it, is, or right next to the stove, which it doesn't want. Okay, so now I have nowhere to put it. Then I was like, Ugh. I'm like, you know what? This was expensive. I, 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 I don't want this. But when it was delivered, it was delivered on one of the days where. It, downpoured rain so the box i oh, got it in no the box i got it in jerry was so useless yeah so i did i threw the box out when i opened it and put it on the counter so i was like hmm not only that as part of the purchase i had to pay 25 dollars shipping sure so i go huh so i write to the company i said hey this just doesn't work for where i need to put it they go okay yeah you could send it back this is the address use whatever carrier you want but it's on me. Right. You have okay. to pay to ship it back. So now I'm already in my head. is like, okay, I already paid $25 to get it. So I expect I'll probably have to pay $25 yeah. to send it back. I'd say 40 or 50 But in my head, I'm like, you know what? Still, this is a losing proposition. But otherwise, I know I'm going to use this. Then three months, it's going to be down in my basement. Right. It's like, okay. I go. I see on the line, the UPS store says... Let us package this up for yes. you. 
let us package this up, put box it up, and we'll send it out for you. I was like, oh, check that out. So I go to the UPS. I go, I would like to send this. The guy looks at it. I have no box. He goes, oh, he goes, this is going to be expensive. I'm like, yeah, well, well, what is it? He goes, where is it going? He's typing in. It's going to Las Vegas. Of course it is. He goes, this is going to cost you about $300. <laughs> I go, why? He goes, I got to double box this. I got to wrap it all up. I go, no. Obviously, no. <laughs> so I said to Gene, I go, let's go to Staples. I'm going to get a box. Yeah. We'll get the the bubble wrap. I'll pack this in nicely. More money you're spending. Right. I'll pack this in nicely. I like really pack it because it was fragile item For and sure. heavy. It was heavy. Right. Like I said, cost me $25. Gene and I go home. We pack it all up. Put a table around it. It is solid. I take it to the post office. I said, I ain't going to UPS clowns. Right. I take it to the post office. First of all, I made a huge mistake. First of all, I, I bring it in. I drop it on the counter. I go, first class, please. The guy goes, uh, first class is for 13 ounces or less. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, I spent $40 on packaging. Yeah, I know. 40 Yeah, so you're already 65 in. 65 in. Yep. To give it back. Mm-hmm. I plop it up there on the on the scale. Guy goes, okay, imagine. we could send this regular. Will be sixty five dollars, <laughs> or expediated, or whatever eighty five expedited, expedited. So I paid. So you did? You sent it? Yeah, I paid essentially one hundred twenty five dollars just to get your four fifty back it and give it back, but to get your four fifty yeah, back though, to get too. my four fifty back. That sucks. Oh, it sucked so bad. But you know it's. That's again, that's where Amazon comes in because they would take it. So then here's the other thing. I, I, I don't even know why. I, I actually, when I saw it on Amazon, it was the same price. They had it on Amazon? Yeah, and it was the same price even with the shipping. So like the $25 this company was charging me, that price was added into the Amazon okay. version. So in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm going to help out I, I know, a local I company. Because they're a local business, like a small business. They just make these water filters. Yep. But had I bought it from Amazon, yep. I could have went right to Kohl's and just given no it to packaging them. here, take this. Yeah. And a sheet of paper with the Yep. They scan it and I know. Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That's what sucks. It does suck. Like I don't want to I'll give you an example. Hurt small businesses, but so, Amazon makes it so simple. Here you go as a small business person, and I'm very small business person. you very small. You know also with the calendars on the website that I have, yeah. I have, I got a couple of sweatshirts there. One, I did a warm-up show, one that I like. I don't know if you will or not, but I like it. I think it's cool. And we've sold a few of them already, and I haven't even told anybody about it. There's also the coffee mugs, which I love. I love coffee mugs with sayings, and I think Yeah, fun. I love a good coffee mug. You don't have to worry about a size for a coffee no, mug. What size I, am I? I do the 15-ounce one. I like the big coffee mug. It's all there. If you don't like a big coffee mug, it says 15 ounces. Don't buy it. You know what it is. Okay. So it's it's shipping and printing and shipping on demand. So I don't – once someone buys it, I just send it to the fulfillment company. They take care of it. They print it. They send it. Well, a couple of them – I probably sold not many, maybe 20 of them, something like that. A couple of them have a, arrived broken. So here's the problem. For the person to send it back to me, I either have to pay for it 
Because I'm not going to ask them to send it back and pay for it. They just bought the mug. And let's remember this, too. For each mug sale, I make like $5. Right. There's not much. Shipping is 10 bucks a mug, like $8 or something. like. I think it's eight eighty or something. So what do you do? As a small business, I just sent them a new one. I tell them to throw it out. Otherwise, right. for me to get the money back, I've got to pay to have it shipped back to me, and then i got to pay to ship it back to the company. I'm out $17 to get back $18. It's, it's too much. It's, you yeah. know what? I'll just send you a new one. It's a pain, though, but Amazon will eat it because they can afford to, and they'll just either ship it back. You can ship it back. We'll pick it up. It's no problem. We got you. We make a big gazillion dollars. For the small business, that every dollar kind of matters, that sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Sucks. So I've decided, all right, I'm good with the coffee mugs. I know some are going to break. No more breakable things. That's it. Clothes only. I can't deal with these. Returns for shirts, all right, you buy the wrong. I'll deal with it. But the breakable stuff, out. No more. That's why I think like the best thing to sell, knit hats. Sure, but here's the thing with those two. There can be a pull. They can there no, there are true. reasons any type of clothing material can always have a have some sort of a flaw and imperfection. Yeah. I mean they could have stitched the label on who knows? Much smaller of a chance than a mug breaking, of course. But anything can be returned. They might not like it when they get it. But I do agree, you minimize your your problems with clothing as opposed to breakable stuff. I do like when clothing on the label goes, uh, or like there's a tag and it says, imperfections in this clothing are expected and meant to be a unique about the item. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> really? No. I've seen it on things that are like faded oh, okay. uh, type of cl- sure. like vintage wear. So you know clothing. what you're actually, this is what you bought. We didn't screw it up. Yeah, by we the way. didn't screw it up. And listen, your friend may get one. There might be more blue in his. Yes. There might be more, you know, it's part of the yeah. materials. I remember when my dad was running at the end, members only had kind of faded and the company he was running took over Perry Ellis. Remember them? They were huge yeah. back in the day. And, and FUBU, was that one too? Fubo? Fubu? F- well, yeah. Uh, one's the TV thing. Fubo, I think. Fubo is, the... is TV. Fubu, Fubu, I think it was. Was Damon John's company. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, I know that. He started that as a kid. So they started, they were, um, what do you call it? They were delivering and fulfilling and, you know, they were a, house, a warehouse housing company for Fubu, but they were running the Perry Ellis at that point. And I remember this is when I was going to flea markets selling like coats and stuff, which was great. I mean, especially in the winter, it was tremendous. I could go in there. And they had a room, and it was called the damage room. And all it was was hundreds of of, of uh, jackets, sweaters, sweatshirts, sweatpants. And the damages would be anything from a slice from a razor blade when the box was being cut open, which was useless, to a stitch out of place. And if when it would come in for inspection, if there was any damaged, move it along, move it along. And you're going to get the really good deals. My point is... Sometimes people open up a box and they'll see a couple of stitches out of place and send it back. Damage. Don't want it. Yeah. Like, just cut it off. It's fine. But you deal with all small businesses deal with all that crap. Yeah. You're right. Like the thing with clothing that's so hard about like we even get uh, flag and anthem sends us stuff and they always send me a large. Some of the larges I put on are gigantic. And some fit perfectly. Some fit perfectly. Like, it yeah. depends on where the clothing is made, yeah. the type of clothing it is. The type of material for we that We need piece. a standard size. 
well, that only, all companies measure. The only way you do that is you find a company you like and make sure what you're buying is made of the same material so it's yeah. consistent. But you're right. From company to company, it's completely different. There are some like large shirts I have. Wash them once. I put it on. I feel like I'm an encased sausage. <laughs> it's so tight. I'm like, all right, can't wear this anymore. <laughs> Crap. Now I'm lucky because I have an 18-year-old that's my height, but he's much thinner than me. So yes. there you go. Brand new shirt for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have anyone to give mine to, Jerry. I'm childless. Well, you make up bags for donations. I be yeah, I do bring uh, donations to the uh, men's uh, the men's club, the men's rescue mission in Asbury Park. That's nice of you. They take uh, all sorts of donations. Nice. They That's take uh, do, water right? filtration systems. <laughs> they were about to get one. <laughs> hey, fellas. <laughs> you get. I would think that you might get, especially with a receipt. You might get a $450 credit on your taxes for that. Oh, yeah. I should do that. Now, a percentage of that, no. But some of that would come off your taxes. Right. You're right. I think. Be surprised if not. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Just write it off. By the way, Boomer's computer where he was sitting has been running the Reggie Jackson three home run game. Full game. The full game. Yeah. I I wonder if it'll be on when we come here tomorrow morning, like in, in 20 hours. Not that game, but more games will be running. Right, because they go YouTube right on. YouTube stop. Yeah, YouTube just, they want your views. They'll go on to the next game underneath it. You got that What's right. What's a similar game? They're running their ads. The company that's playing the game is making money. YouTube and Google are making money, and no one's watching it. If there's one baseball highlight, Jerry, in the history of baseball highlights yeah. that gets you every time you play it or see it, which one is it? Like we're, we're that talking about gets the, me in a what way? Well, just like you love to see it, hear it, the visual. What you need the two visual things, though. Two things: George Bush throwing out the first pitch um, at Yankee Stadium when he was had all the armor on and everything. That was crazy. Um, and I would say, I'll give it to you this way: one thing I wish I would have been, if I could go back in time, I would like to be in the ballpark for. Um, and not because I was a fan. Clearly, at, at that age, I was different. Kirk Gibson's home run against the Mets, uh, against the um, against the A's. That or the Mets and Astros. That's what. How many innings was that when they were in Houston? I don't remember. That those few. If I could go back in time, I would love to be. Yeah, that Kirk Gibson one is what I was thinking of when yeah. I. And to me, I don't even know about being in the ballpark for that because the the Vin Scully storytelling of the him, sure. him him being in the dugout and in the tunnel and yeah. limping up and you're right, it's unbelievable. And he fouls off a bunch of pitches, yeah. right? It's, it wasn't. I like think a, just to see it would be yeah. unbelievable. But I mean, there's a lot of plays like that. You know, Bobby Thompson's home run um, to see Ruth like once. But yeah, Just I would once. say. Now, I'm, the more I think about it, now I'm wondering: Is it? I mean, some of them are so, Aaron Boone against the Red Sox. You know, the Piazza 9/11 home run. Yeah, oh, you I know, mean, after it against after the Braves. It. Yep. There's a lot of them. I don't know. I now that I'm sitting there thinking about it, I'd have to actually make a list before I could narrow it down to one. The Gibson one, though, is what pops immediately. Even Bucky Dent, deep to left. Yeah, you know. Bucky F and Dent. I mean, it's a lot of good ones. The Piazza one, I think, would be cool to have been there. 
but also nerve wracking. Yes. Because now you're just in a crowd of people and you don't know. I can tell you, Chris was Carlin. Yeah, I think Carlin or Melusis. I forget which one of them was Mike and Chris's producer that day. And I remember they, they were broadcast nervous. from there. They broadcast from the stadium that day. They During, were nervous. Wow. They were nervous going. And it was, you know, we're used to going through lots of security now, airports, games, anywhere, theater. It's become second nature to us. Back then it was like, wow, are we entering a prison? And it was like they told you, you better arrive a couple of hours before the game because this is the first time we're doing this. And it was going to be tough to get through security. And they were there. They did their show from 1 to 6.30. They were there all day, and they saw everything. And I remember they were nervous about that. We also didn't know what could go undetected at that Correct. time. Like what did... If another attack was coming. Yeah. You're right. It was That was scary. I was, I was at the radio station that night, I believe. Yeah. With, uh, with Joe. I remember that whole week with Joe was was creepy. Yeah, crazy. We were we were just there. We were simulcasting 10-10 wins. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, for like the first, I mean, the first day, Spitz called me and told me, just stay home. Don't even try coming in. And then it was, come in, but we're running 10-10 wins. Don't know if we're running it all night. And we ran 10-10 wins for like, I want to say, what date? Was that a Tuesday? Does that sound I right? I think so, yeah. I want to say we ran wins the rest of the week. When I came in that Sunday night, we kind of we went back on. Yeah. Even though it still wasn't sports talk. Um, I think we ran 10-10 wins the rest of the week. Yeah, crazy times. Oh, it was crazy times. Yep. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show now from right this morning, and then we'll be back here. Now, we thought we were coming in today to talk Yankees. We were not. We will be in tomorrow to talk Yankees on a Wednesday morning. See you. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You, were, you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.